Hey everyone. Hello, hello, hello. Another Sunday. How's everyone doing today? How was your weekend? You know my line. What am I for today's talk? Excited. As per usual. So today, today I am excited, but I'm also, I hope I give this topic justice because it's our last brain camp Zoom. I, I don't know how July flew by. That's an injustice in itself. Um, but I want to make sure that something as subtle and nuanced as pessimism isn't kind of like oversimplified, but we all know that I could talk up a storm. So I'm going to try and give today's topic and do try to do today's topic justice. Um, but I want you guys, as usual, relying on you in the chat to kind of share how you're feeling about things that I'm going over. All right. So the pessimistic brain. Oh, I've been waiting, been waiting for this one. Um, here's the thing about the pessimistic brain. It is built off of valid things, but it's a completely illogical way of thinking. And it's a natural way of thinking. Most people are not natural optimists. Most people at the, at the bare minimum are just neutral to everything. They're not overly positive. They're not overly optimistic, I should say. They're not overly pessimistic. They kind of just have a different security going through things, okay? That's not me. And I know there's not a lot of us here, right? So pessimism is not meant to be a negative. It's meant to describe something that is just, it's, it's the way that it is because of things that have led to that. You know, um, childhood, past failures, past traumas, like all of that leads us to a place where we could be pessimistic and our intentions are great. So my hope is that today we dive into this and we see how that tends to make us reach for, you know, it, that tends to set the cap. That tends to be the ceiling on what we do. And that's where pessimism needs to change. It's not that that's your initial thought. It's what do you do with that thought so that it doesn't keep you in stagnancy? Everyone follow me so far? And CCA drinking game, make sure you have a bottle of water with you. Every time I sip, I sip, you sip, we sip, okay? We're in this together. The way this camera set up today. But I do recommend, I have to post the one that I use. If you see these random dots on my face, I am a week out from a period. So I'm using these new zit stickers I will gladly share. Let's get into it. All right, so pessimism is defined as a tendency to see the world, uh, to see the worst aspect of things or believe that the worst will happen, a lack of hope or confidence in the future. So why do you think pessimism is such a natural default? It could be for you. It could be a generalized statement for other people. But what comes to mind for you when asked, why do you think pessimism is a natural default for so many? Tell me in the chat. What do you think makes pessimism the standard, the natural default for so many, yourself included, if you'd like? <clears throat> this is going to be a good one. Experience, 
maybe a little evolutionary. It helps. Uh, it helped us to watch out for dangers and plan for the worst because it feels more realistic. For me, when you've had your hopes crushed repeatedly, it's easier to expect the worst. So let's go into this. Now, remember, the thing I'm asking about is a tendency to see the worst aspect of things or believe that the worst will happen, a lack of hope or confidence in the future. So experience, what is it that you feel like experience-wise, and this goes, I think, for Beth as well as Mo, you know, what do you feel like in the past makes it so that the future is dictated by it? Because if you're thinking, you know, when you get your hopes and dreams crushed or you've had bad experiences, or sorry, it was um, Becca who said experience, but why do you think that the idea that the worst will happen always, how do you feel like that is something that becomes a rule set by experiences that are totally different? The idea is, and we'll get into it in the next thing, that it has to do with us, right? Or some divine curse or something like that. And logically, we know that's not true. But emotionally, we feel like pessimism is a safety blanket. Because ultimately, if we feel like our dreams have always been crushed, it's always what's going to happen. How does that prepare us any? Like, truly, it doesn't prepare us for that. Right? And then Chelsea were saying a little evolutionary. It helped us to watch out for dangers and plan for the worst. Pessimism didn't do that. Thinking the worst isn't how we evolved. If, we, if that was the case, then we would just, we'd be unevolved, right? Because pessimism, if anything, would make us afraid to do anything. And then based on experience, the idea would be if we do anything, we're not going to survive. We're not going to do better and thrive. It's good to be pessimistic and top at the top of like, a giant ditch to be like, I don't think I can jump this. You know, like that pessimism is understandable. Like that's good. But in terms of pessimism, I want to, my goal for today is to take away the logic from pessimism. Pessimism actually clouds view. It actually clouds all of the options we have. It gets right in front of logistically figuring things out and solving things. Right. So it feels more realistic. It does, but it's funny because then it's the opposite. It's basically saying luck or the curse or some divine thing or us being, you know, idiots or whatever, like this is always going to happen because that's that, you know, but we don't necessarily logically think that it feels that way. I guess I'd rather give myself a lower expectation for something to happen so that if something happens good, it makes me feel better. Has it ever made you feel better if you felt that way and something fell through? Just because we were like, you know, I, I always think about in school, I used to do this. I would like, I'd be like, you know, I'm probably going to fail it, whatever. So that this way, if I didn't fail it, I'd be like, oh, wow, I didn't fail it. But I didn't take the test to the best of my abilities thinking I already failed it. And I wasn't any less upset when I actually failed it. I was still freaking upset. I still wanted a different outcome. Just because I told myself I wasn't gonna get that right off the bat, doesn't mean I'm not still upset that that outcome didn't happen. I think that it's kind of a self-defense mechanism. It prevents us from disappointment by already expecting that something bad is gonna happen. Same thing to the above. 
If you go into something thinking that it's completely effed, is it ever going to be something different than completely effed? We're almost waiting for the thing to surprise us. But in doing that, we remove so many things we can do to get that outcome we want. We screw ourselves right out of it. Because on the other hand, maybe it could have been great. And thinking that it couldn't, it wasn't going to be great is why you're, you're still in a situation that's not great. It's 50-50, right? Glass half full, glass half empty. But if believing in one gets you X results and believing the other gets you X results, which one feels better? Truly. Because neither one is going to end up feeling great if it doesn't go the way you want. It's just a mental comfort that if we don't get fooled by belief that we're going to be a lot better off, but no, we're just going to be in the exact same space. So whatever the reason, pessimism, the pessimistic brain has the following qualities in common. And tell me what you guys relate to. One, a disbelief in luck but a belief in bad luck. How many of you guys think that it's ridiculous to believe in luck or good things happening, or at least for you, like you can't attract good luck. You'd never have good luck, but you get lots of bad luck. It feels like you're spending your whole life avoiding bad luck, right? Lack of confidence in yourself to figure it out and make it happen. Think AKA thinking things are done to you as if predetermined and set in stone. And make sure as I'm reading these, don't hit me all at once when I'm done. <laughs> Tell me what you're thinking as you're hearing this. You know, if you're like, damn it, I don't want it, but yep, I get it. You know, share that in the comments. I'm sure there are a lot of people who have felt this way before. And some of you guys are more talkative on here than others. <laughs> so, you know, for those people watching, share it. anything that's standing out to you here. You know, how about this one? A finite amount of chances to do something right not by anyone's standards, but our own. Well, you get three times. If you don't make it happen in three times, well, that's it. It should have happened by now. But nobody's saying that. Literally, it's just us. We're just giving something three times to, to fail rather than figure out. Expecting things to come natural to you with no struggle or without disciplined practice for improvement. Expecting things to come natural to you with no struggle or disciplined practice for improvement. So for these, who heard these and you can say, oh, I pretty much do all that. But in the moment, it doesn't feel like that. In the moment, it feels like what? It feels like logic. It feels like the opposite. It feels like the thing we should be doing. The thing, like I got to rein it back in. Rein what back in? Oh, a bunch of people are saying the passcode isn't working. Hold on. That is weird. Oh no. The hell? Oh God, there's no seven in it, huh? That's my fault. 
All right, sorry. Sorry, everyone watching the recording back who's missed up until this point. Can someone please add, uh, add it to the chats if you're in the chat where people are asking um, so I can get back to this. But thank you, Sydney. <laughs> um, but whatever the reason, these, these qualities are what pessimism creates. And now we're thinking about it, and you're like, oh, that sounds silly, but that's ultimately what it means, right? You know, one of my, some of my favorite favorites are in here. The disbelief in luck, but the belief in bad luck. That I had such a hard time with law of attraction for the longest time because of that fact. I was like, yeah, what am I going to wish in a wishing well? I'm going to throw a freaking penny in a puddle and be like, oh, oogly boogly, it's going to come true. Like, no. <laughs> but that's not what it was. That was just my own aversion to believing the literal opposite of what I was doing, which is instead of just thinking it's shit, if I just think I'm going to try real hard, you know, either way, the result is going to be the result, but my effort is going to be different. My effort instead, just think of the effort you'd put if you went into it one way thinking it's going to suck anyway, or you went into it thinking I'm going to give it my freaking best. Let's get this. Like, I'm going to try. What else can I do? They both mean the same shit, right? But they have very different vibes. Where does luck even come into that? Lack of confidence in yourself to figure it out. Thinking things are just done to you as if they're premeditated. You know, I joke and say that this is just a freaking, this is an alien simulation, right? And like 2020 through 2022, every, they've just been bored. So they're like, let's see what happens. You know, like, <laughs> let's lock them all up together and watch what happens, you know, but I'm like half joking, <laughs> but no, I'm mostly joking. Um, but the point here is like, what is this Truman show? Like things are planned. Someone else is picking it for, you No, you're not, you know, you're not just a, a cog in the wheel of this thing called life. Like, you know, if there's something you want, there's things within your power to do, do the best of your capability and see what happens. Why is that any worse than and I'm going to go for it. And if it's great, it's great. Whatever. We'll see. It's like leaving that responsibility on some other higher power or whatever to make it better for you. And that leaves a lot of room for disappointment. Right? So why isn't the passcode still working? I am tech challenge as I hit my desk and make it lower. I am too tech challenged for this. Hold on, let's see. Pause the recording. Yeah. So um, finite amount of chances to do something right. So I've had a couple clients this week, several, like, so if you were on the two today where this came up, I'm not picking you out specifically, but they're my business owner clients and I get it. I freaking get it. The imposter syndrome is so strong when you are responsible for, for not only creating your own income, but also making sure that you're good enough to keep it going. You're good enough to keep it scaling. You're just as good or if not good enough as the people you see on Instagram that you're perceiving run these amazing businesses and everything is just cut and marble and shined and polished, you know, like that's just not life. Like that's not reality. It's not a business owner's reality. That's for sure. But 
there is no, the, the beauty and the curse of being a business owner is there is no minimum amount of times to fail. And you could take this with you in other areas too. You know, you could take this, if you're not a business owner and you, you know, you're, you're, you have a career path that's different. You can say, well, I mean, I don't ever have to stop learning something I'm not good at. I don't ever have to stop searching for what I do want to do. I don't ever have to say, oh, that's it. It's been three years trying it this way. Uh, I guess that's set in stone. There's never any time limit. We are imposing that on ourselves. If we don't get to a, a predetermined level of success in any area by a certain predetermined amount of time, this happens with weight loss all the time, then that's it. It's failed. It's not going to happen if it hasn't happened already. But who created this timeline for things to be successful? I, I say, I know I've used the Dyson story to like exhaustion, but how about the fact that Anthony Bourdain didn't get noticed until he was in his late forties, early fifties. I think he might've been like 52. He had been sending in works like his writing, everything. He'd been working on a, on a line in a hot ass kitchen up until that time, just sending his editorial pieces out to magazines after magazine. I think he said something like he sent it to New Yorker 32 times before they ever put, and they put Kitchen Confidential on there, which if you're a Bourdain fan, that like launched him. He was later in his career already. How many times he could have been like, well, if it ain't gonna happen, it ain't gonna happen. Like, no, there's no minimum. You can change career paths, you can change diets, you can change doctors, you can change underwear, you can change whatever the hell you want in this life. You're not stuck. There's no amount of times where you're like, oh, well, sucks to suck. So, and then not expecting things to come natural to you without struggle or disciplined practice for improvement. You know, imagine if, oh, oh my God, my husband like forced me to watch, he didn't force it, he had it on in the background and ADD, I can't not listen. So um, if I tried to pay attention to it, I probably would be picking up less. But because it's in the background when I don't want it to be, I'm hearing the whole thing. But it, it was the Derek, uh, Derek Jeter documentary. And what if his ass walked onto the field, like never practicing? And he's like, hey, I, I mean, I'm, try I'm not trying to be pessimistic here, but I'm going to really be trying to be a champion. Like, let's go. Get me going. Like, I didn't go through any of the shit that I had to to get here, but I'm ready. Um, and then when obviously he sucked, be like, well, I guess I'm not Derek Jeter. I got to go. I'm going to go home and read a book. You know, like, that's not how that works. You have your eye on a goal and then you have to become the person that achieves that goal. You have to learn the things you don't know. You have to, you know, commit to that lack of knowledge, if you will. The, the biggest expert in the room is always a student. It's my favorite phrase. The biggest expert in the room is always a student because technology and, and discoveries and things like, we're not gonna ever stop. So if you don't continue to be a forever student at something because you think you, know, you have to arrive at something, be a natural at it, you have a certain amount of time to achieve it or else, then that puts you at a cap. You now have a ceiling. When you commit to being a forever student, then you're always learning. You don't have to have the pressure of being an expert, but you're always trying to learn more. You're always trying to be better and you will be. Pessimism makes you take your hands off that because it's just not gonna work, right? 
But logically what I'm saying, it's like, okay, yeah, it's just hard. I know it's hard. It's very hard. But the first key is figuring out how to stop the pessimistic brain. That's that. If you remember the last one, that is the bottleneck. The pessimism doesn't change fact, doesn't make things easier, just makes things more difficult. So I got another biting question for y'all. Where does other people's judgment come into play for your pessimism? What is, uh, where does other people's judgment come into play for your pessimism? Because other people are usually at the root of all of our insecurity. Even if you don't know, like, even if it's not a specific person, people, this people, this giant, you know, obstacle in your way. I don't trust people. Yeah. So, you know, why think things are going to go well if they're just, they're just doomed to fail and disappoint you. Right. I'm a people pleaser and it's the ultimate factor that attributes to it. So, you know, I had a conversation with someone about that today. I don't think it's people pleasing. I hate that that word becomes like kind of a blanket. Cause like, let's get more specific on that. It, I don't, a lot of times it's not like we want to please other people. We just want to make sure we're in good view by them. Like we just want to be considered good enough by people. We want to be not noticed by people. We want to be acceptable by people, but it's not necessarily that we want to go out of our way to please them. We just want to be, I guess, pleasable, if that makes sense. Pleasing, pleasing, you know, in some way, the way you're living your life is like, oh, I don't notice you that much because you fly under the radar, you're acceptable. It's like people placater <laughs> more than anything. You know, I want to seem like I have it all together. Yeah. And it's so funny that came up today too. I was talking to someone about it. And I'm like, what makes you sound seem more put together, right? Have it all together, right? Feeling like let's use the example of the test before or whatever, like, oh, I'm going to fail. It's going to suck. Or I mean, I'm going to really try. I'm going to go in there. I got my shit together, meaning I got my notes. I studied, I did my things. I'm going to give it my all. One sounds a lot more put together than the other, even though they're both in the same level of nervousness or the same level of, I don't know what's going to happen. It's just, maybe they're not at the same level, but there's in the same place of not being like, yeah, I'm going to pass. Of course I'm going to pass. If you don't feel that way, then nothing you're going to say is going to make you feel that way. But sometimes it's just about the energy you put behind wanting something badly and not knowing if you're going to get it. Just being real about it. So <clears throat> this one, oh my God, I wrote this out and I got like goosebumps about it. Say this phrase and I, I'm like, I have to delete this from my phone and like affirm I'm just going to be writing a full note of affirmations after this Zoom, I swear. But I want you to say this phrase and tell me what you think. I'm okay with mediocrity and spending the next three decades minimum not feeling fulfilled. I'm okay with mediocrity. I'm not. Universe, I'm not. Um, and spending the next three decades minimum not feeling fulfilled. Say that. Like really close your eyes and say that, and then tell me what comes up for you in the chat. 
how does that, how does that feel? Just like, just accepting that three decades. Ugh, right. It just, it just feels like, <laughs> you know, like I said, I wrote it and I'm like, but that's what pessimism is, right? Mediocrity isn't necessarily a bad term, right? We've used it before, plan of mediocrity, but that's intended for the times where that's the threshold that allows for it because mediocre means you get your minimum done, your bare minimum. Like, you know, it's not great. It's just it's kind of, you know, subparts, just what you got to do because it's what you can that day. We all have days like that and that is perfectly acceptable. But imagine saying it, for the next three decades that you're perfectly okay with purposely going for mediocrity because and not being fulfilled or trying to be at all just because nobody if anybody felt like that you wouldn't be watching the zoom like if you if you truly believed that that was true you would not be here watching the zoom uh, uh you know per you know investing in CCA, spending an hour on, let's be honest, it usually takes that much. Today we're going to try, but, you know, spending this time here on a Sunday, you wouldn't be doing or watching a recording. You wouldn't be doing that if you believed that you were going to be satisfied being mediocre the rest of your life. Huh. I know, I won't even say it. I want to. I'm telling you, I got to do like an affirmation cleanse after this. I'm like, I don't know, I have to go stand in a bathtub on one foot and like, you know, like press my third eye or some shit, but like, I, it's just so cringy. Um, and I, whenever you guys are feeling pessimistic, I want you to remember that phrase. And I want you, if you're telling yourself just because of the past, just cause it's, cause it's you, because it's scary to think of it not happening. If you believe in it, I want you to tell yourself, all right, then I'm okay with mediocrity and spending the next three decades of my life unfulfilled. Because that's safe too, right? So I wrote here, what if your kids spoke about this, about life that way? Or what if, if you don't have kids, you know, like you could just say, what if you saw a little kid, just any little kid being vulnerable and just being like, I guess I'll just be mediocre and unfulfilled. <laughs> Would you be like, yeah, kid, that's a safe bet. Trust me, life sucks. Think like that. like. You wouldn't want, maybe, maybe you'd think that, but you wouldn't want to think that, right? We're, we're here because we don't want to think that way. So when you're feeling yourself being pessimistic, think about it. I love using a little kid, advising a little kid, because sometimes we need to be the little kid, you know? And just like, you'd be like, no, you could do anything you want. You wouldn't be bullshitting this kid, right? You in your head wouldn't be like, mm, yeah, right. You're, you ain't going to do shit, kid. Like, You'd be genuinely being like, you have the whole world ahead of you. You can do whatever you want. Three freaking decades is a lot of time. I don't know why I picked three decades. I feel like it's a, a realistic amount of time, you know, knock wood, we could get here. <laughs> but, you know, um, lukewarm passion equals lukewarm results. Lukewarm passion isn't a protect, it isn't a security blanket. It's not going to protect you from anything besides lukewarm results. It's just going to match. Commit to being unknowledgeable as a beginner and hungry as a student. You know, that's how you become the expert. That's how you stay the expert. And the last point I wrote, I wrote here, 
Taper your expectations in logic when your brain is creating havoc in emotions. So write down your expectations and really make them realistic. Someone said before, there was, I think Mo, you said before, it's more realistic to think that way. Okay, write down the reality of the situation. When you're feeling like your brain is immediately making it a no possibility, then get a piece of paper and write down what exactly it is that you need for that to happen or you want, or what is a no, what's an obstacle, brain dump. Because I guarantee you, if you dive into it and you ask yourself, what can I do? That a situation that feels, excuse me, like it's going to not work out starts to become more tangible or at least starts to become something you don't want as much necessarily. Cause that's okay too. You don't have to go after everything with fervor, you know, but it's, it's, if it's something you really want, like getting your health balanced, getting your home in order, getting a career change, you know, starting a family, whatever the hell it is that you're feeling pessimistic about, because it has some really gut wrenching stuff in the past, especially start to write down the logic and what your expectations could be. It might help you believe that things can be different and, you know, pessimism just makes everything more difficult. It just makes everything feel like shit. It doesn't make anything more certain, stable, safe, none of that. So, okay, 831. All right. I did it. <laughs> but before, before we jump, you know, I want to know what today, those of you watching, what hits you the most today? What, what, what do you think is going to stick with you the most, I should say? Tell me in the chat before we jump. What is going to stick with you the most from today? And if there's anything you want me to explain more in depth, you know, like, okay, I get it, Michelle, but like, what about this? That being pessimistic about a situation doesn't make it any less disappointing if it doesn't work out. Yeah. Probably the thing about being unfulfilled for 30 years, that'll do it, right? <laughs> Reframing messages in my mind. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. There's no set time. Um, I'm working on a reel I want to do. I'm trying to figure out how I want to deliver it. But um, basically, I was talking to someone the other day about it. I forget which client. but unimportant. So I thought to myself, like they, they were saying, but how many times can I change careers? Like I can't just keep flip-flopping all over the place. I can't jump from one thing to the next. I'm like, why? If your bills are covered, why? <laughs> why can't you do something you like? If you want to have a solid career in one place, you like what you do, go for that. You know, but for, if you're someone who hasn't landed on your calling yet, don't feel bad about continuing to pursue that. Don't feel bad about that evolving. You know, like I was going to go to med school. Then I went to culinary school. Then I worked at a bakery. Then I worked at a soul crushing office. And now here I'm doing this. Is there any clear path? But this is my calling. This is, I just, it took a ton of jumping around to get here. Don't be pessimistic about your, your capabilities because other people are settled and seem secure and you're not. Mm -mm. Being fulfilled matters. And if you can live your life one day, no one 
else experiences life in this meat suit, right? So if one day when you're going into the earth or again, made into diamonds or whatever you do, you know, you're whatever you choose, um, you want to look back and not be like, well, thank God I paid bills, did what was expected. And now I'm croaking, you know, you want like, right. I don't, I would rather have a bunch of interesting stories. I, you know, obviously financial comfort is like important because life, but like, you know, besides that, that shouldn't be, you shouldn't hate your life because of that financial comfort or because of what you feel like you should be confined to spend the next, however many years you got on this earth. Like nobody else has to like them really, or feel fulfilled except you in this experience. Pessimism, or, you know, all the people pleasing we we're talking about before, it's just a distraction from that. Nothing else matters. Pessimism is not logic. Mm-hmm. It feels like fact, but this is not. I really like the Anthony Bourdain idea, not getting discovered till 40s, 50s, taking the pressure off. There isn't a set time frame. Oh, hell no. You know, absolutely not. You know how many times I have all these ideas of things I want to do? And I know big shocker for you guys, right? You don't hear me talk about them all the time, but I want to have different businesses. And I used to feel bad saying, yeah, one day I'm going to own restaurants. One day I'm going to be a real estate investor. One day I'm going to start a foundation. You know, like I know all these things, I, people, I thought they'd hear them and think I was like a jackass. And I I'd honestly be like, if they were to, because they did, they looked at me like I was a lunatic for saying all these things, you know? And I'm like, why? If you pace it out, I don't, why do I, I have a certain time to do things until no, there's stepping stones, there's dominoes. It's, it's, if it takes me 20 years to get there, like that's a long time, (laughs) you know, we, we have that. It's okay. So temp, that's why I say taper your expectations and logic. There's no time frame. Just evaluate in the moment if what you're doing is serving you and what you need. So love it, love it. This topic, I was really excited to jump into. Um, I could talk about this forever because I don't think anyone believes me when I say this. I was the most pessimistic person ever. I was so negative. I was such, I, I got to find something that's indicative of my past self. Maybe I'll find more old like disgruntled 2am Facebook posts from like 2012 to post again for you guys. But the 2012 I'm thinking of. Yeah, I was 22, 21, 22. Oh, those are some good days. I'm going to try to find some pessimistic shit from back in my day and show you guys because this, this person, this whole, like, what do you got to think badly? Just go for it. If you fail, you fuck up. Just what, why, what happened? Learn, do it again. You know, that, that is not my default. My default growing up in survival mode is avoid anything that can make you look bad, hurt you, cost you a lot of money, end in embarrassment. Um, you know, other people won't understand. Like that was how my entire life was dictated. And I was sick, poor, pissed off all the time. So I'd love to talk about this. And I'm going to show you guys my old nasty self. And if you have any questions that, you know, or things you want to discuss further in our one-on-one, shoot me a message. Um, I have a couple more meetings tonight, so I might not get back to you tonight, but tomorrow I'm going to try and get through all my texts from the weekend. So shoot me a message. I love hearing from you guys. And I hope this helped, or at least I hope it planted a seed for some thought for our convos. All right. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday.
Bye.